1: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport powered by fans.
2: It's a Wild Wild through a goal. Swosy beyond Rodringer. And the Millers are in front of the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years,
3: yes. Rotherham United win it, Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box and doffing, he can hit them,
4: and he does. Oh! Their championship
3: status for next season. Do me a favour, drop me in Hello, everybody. Welcome to the New York Talk. This is the Rother United podcast. There is a point. There is a point on the board after a fairly late, well, semi-late equaliser um, against QPR. We will look back at the performance, how the performance went, the changes that happened, the goals... Uh, and obviously, Georgia Kelly, being Georgia Kelly. Um, Mick is with us, first of all. How are you doing, Michael? Oh, good, mate. Thanks to you. I'm all right. Thank you very much. Danny's back with us. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing good, thank you. How are we all? I'm good. It looks like on that screen you've got a poppy attached to your neck. Uh, you? <laughs> yes, it does.
5: It goes well <laughs> with the poppy that's actually on my shirt as well.
3: There we go. I've changed I'll get rid of that one. There we go. Quite somewhere else. And Joy's back with us. How are you doing, Joy?
6: Hi. Very well. Thanks, guys.
3: Good to have everybody with us tonight. Um Thank you everyone who's with us. Let's delve into this um, game performance yesterday, Mick. Um 1-1, one, one. there are some positives. and I think that's important to say. I certainly think there are some positives. Um, was it good enough? Was, was there enough of an improvement from Sunday to Saturday to see that we're on a positive path?
2: <laughs> well, there was an improvement. Whether it's enough of an improvement is another matter altogether, isn't it? Um I think if we're all realistic about it, we would all have to well, I would certainly say no, it's not good enough um the performance overall just wasn't up to scratch um, but you know, as far as I'm concerned at the moment we're all if we're gonna discuss why it wasn't up to scratch, we're only gonna basically we might as well just replay last Sunday's podcast, you know. <laughs> Because I, I don't know if anybody's got a, a, a definitive answer as to why that is. Uh, but yeah, there are some positives to take from it, but the performance overall was just nowhere near the level it needs to be. And nowhere near the level that those players are capable of pro- producing either.
3: Mm. Yeah, I think there was a comment. YouTube says, Good evening, gentlemen. Another point but are still not good enough. He will persist to play want Front on Tuesday. Andy P says, good evening. Um, my guess is that we'll get blitzed on Tuesday. Matt Taylor won't be there on Wednesday. Martin Holland says, good evening. Thank the Lord for Georgia Kelly. Yes, I think we I think we all agree on that one. Um Harry Harris, Harris says an improvement in the case that we scored. Yeah. Um Richard Brown says we played the bottom two teams and beat neither. Michael Miller, a point, but a pointless performance, absolutely no direction, no composure, and a marginal improvement. Danny first time I spoke to you in a week or so where are you feeling where are your feelings at at the minute it's been it's been a tough week or two to be honest with you being a
5: Millers fan where where are you? Where are your feelings at the club at the minute Um my feeling is that in the games that matter we sort of everyone sort of goes missing you know we sort of meant missing quite massively against Wednesday and then <clears throat> for large spells in the first half we went missing against uh, against QPR as well Um And it seems to be that in the games that matter, you know, the games that are in the bottom end, the the games where we can put a little bit of distance between us and the people around us, Hmm. everyone just sort of loses what what composure they have. Whereas in the games against, say, you know, Leicester, Norwich, Coventry, the games that we aren't really expected to put a shift in, we do, and we either have a very positive performance or we actually win the game itself. And... I'm I'm not even sure where to begin with the mentality of it all because that needs to change. We need to be bigging ourselves up enough to go around. We need to beat the teams around us and then go after the bigger fish rather than thinking we are the small fish. And when we're competing against the teams around the small fish, that we just sort of flake out and do nothing. Then when we come up against the big fish, we do something fantastic. You know, it's, it's a very, very strange place to be at the minute. And... I personally think 433 doesn't work if we play Hugel. He's too isolated. I think mm-hmm. if we want to see some sort of improvement, we may need to play two up top against Ipswich. You know, maybe I, I don't even know where we sit with starting Georgie Kelly because he's, he does so well coming off the bench. It's mm-hmm. like, and we've seen him starting before, and even he goes missing a little bit when he starts. So it's like, work that puzzle out. Um But from what a few people have told me from the QPR game, when non came on, he looked quite decent. Uh, so mm. maybe he's coming up to speed a little bit. But then for devil's advocate purposes, <laughs> why pay a million pounds if we don't think he's up to speed and it's took him this long? But mm. I do want to introduce everybody to a new member of the podcast. It's the uh, Magic 8-Ball. Oh. Um, he give, does he give score predictions? No, but I'm going to ask... The magic eight ball. Later on, will Matt Taylor still be in the job? and we'll see what the answer is later on. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Joy Adrian
3: agent Green could it with a good comment. I think I expect the team to come out flying after last week. Of large parts, it was flat and dour, not good enough. Yeah, I thought that. I thought we'd see. I expected to see high intensity, high pressure, put them un, put them under pressure. We didn't do that. I, I just feel if you if you're not going to turn up and performed the best we will after a game like Wednesday, Sheffield Wednesday, when when are you going to turn up? I, I, I felt it was crucial we turn up and I, I we just didn't for the most part, I don't think.
6: I think you've touched on it, Danny. I think the problem is like when you think about back to Huddersfield, when we played Wednesday and when we played QPR, we play in the most unrotherham-like way mm. that we we, you know the games that we've played against Coventry, the high press, et cetera, you know, everybody, you know, putting a shift in, the passion, et cetera, it's all there. Huddersfield, zilch. Wednesday, less than zilch. Yesterday, half a zilch. It's <laughs> it's it's just, I I think I said a few weeks ago, ditch the black shirt when playing away and get a psychologist in because mm. there's something missing up here, yeah. you know, mm. in, in, in between the ears. You know, yeah, I know we play on a pitch, but there's something missing, whether it's with the um, the uh, management team or the players or the communications of what needs to get out there. It's not getting there. We just be, seem to be playing in a most unrotherham like way, unless we've got used to playing in the previous management's style. I don't know. And hmm. Matt Taylor's trying to change it. And uh, let's be honest, there were sort of shoots at that in the early part of the season. But have we got a group of players that only play in fair weather? I don't know. Because since mm. I mean, I went to Southampton and we were battered that first half, and we came away with that draw. And actually, in the second half, we played reasonably well, you know, and we mm. all came away, and as supporters, we were on a magnificent high. We have a again a break, and we fail. I mean, last year after the World Cup, we had a break. Mm. We went into the worst period that we had all last season. Is there something wrong with the, you know, the way that the this, there's a setup when there's a break in, in in the season for how we return to playing because we don't seem to be returned to playing at all.
3: No, no, you're right. We're done. Uh, Martin Mill says, what does it look like um, when like when players don't play for the manager? Probably showing what they are showing now. We'll come on to change the formation, but John Fellas says a more balanced formation of him would be 4 4 one one Uh, with Nombe Kelly being in a number 10 role. Mm. Phil and the alternative says got to stick with the manager as much as it pains him to stay. He's only had one window and needs more time. The most disappointment is the injury-prone players, uh, which failed, particularly spectacularly failed. He says, sorry. Um, yeah, we started the game. Let's start, let's go to the sort of formation. We'll come on to the, the positives of Georgie later, maybe. We set we set up. Um, we, we all saw the lineup at two o'clock, and there was quite a lot of confusion uh, about what the hell was going off. When I mean, we all sort of worked at Hacks, centre back That we, I don't think everyone was happy because I think he's better going forward. But it worked, and we will talk on Hacks later on as well. Um, we saw <laughs> we saw some Cloacas pop up um, in what I think should have been the left wing, attacking left wing or, or opposite side to Fred. Um, strange. Yeah, Arvin Appio on the bench who is an out and out winger. You've got Nambi who I think can do a, who could definitely do a job out wide from attacking sense point of view. Um That was mad to be honest with you. I, I, I don't, the Klu- I, I like Klu because I've got a lot of time for Klu because I think he can give us something in his proper position. Yeah, but to put him out wide, he's got a left <laughs> foot. That was the only benefit, and he, but he didn't use it.
2: Yeah, he did all right. He did all right, but he never really got in the game. None of the midfield really got into the game, again. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it was a bit of a, a strange um strange uh selection really for uh for that starting eleven and I, I, even now, twenty-four hours later, I'm not entirely sure what he intended, if I'm no. honest. I mean I didn't know before the game, and I've watched the game and had 24 hours to think about it, and I still don't know. Um it it, it, it seemed a bit directionless. Mm. You know, it just it it seemed to it seemed to just compound all the criticism that's been leveled at Matt Taylor and his his tactics over the past seven days since the Wednesday game. Um, his selection just seemed to compound that. It, it seemed to just show that there was no real, no real clue, no real idea. I, 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 yeah, I I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. it I, I think I think his intention was to try and sort of bulk up that midfield because. We got overran Yannick uh, uh, into in the midfield area. Uh, but the outcome of it was that we essentially just bypassed the midfield.
5: Um, but you know, we've done that like, in multiple games this season, yeah. that we play a really strong midfield, but then don't use the midfield. You know, we've got a midfield of Rathbone, Klukas and Cafu and Tai and, you know, Lindsay's back now as well. Mm. And, but it's like we need to utilise the midfield and not just go, oh, bump long, we don't know what else to do.
2: I don't think it's just this season. We've 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 missed out in the midfield for six years, essentially. You know. We had a very, very strong midfield and for, for large parts of that time we've we've played we've played to the to the um you know the the, the long ball um cliche that people throw on us so um, yeah, it didn't. It didn't inspire me with a huge amount of confidence, uh, and as it, as it transpired, it, 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 I, I was I was right to feel that way, because we didn't play with a lot of confidence. We didn't play with any any real flair or any real sort of um, aggression within the game. Anything uh, certainly, for that first half, I mean, they didn't either. They were they were just as woeful as we were. Let's let's not beat around the bush here. Um, yeah. But nevertheless. You know they were there for the taking, um, as they should. Uh, later on, once we scored the goal, you know they, they almost crumbled. and yeah. um, would they gone at them from right from the off. I'm sure. I'm sure they would have crumbled, but we didn't, and we don't seem to. Um, we don't seem to. We don't seem to want to do that anymore, do we?
3: No, no. And, the, and the issue, another issue with this formation, Danny, is the four-three-three. Last last week against Wednesday. And this is what this is another thing I struggle with. Last week against Wednesday, he had to make had to make a change within that half an hour because we're getting overrun out wide. Now I know it didn't it didn't kill us it didn't hurt us in the first half, but there was Bramall was towed up all afternoon. There were times mm. he had three men on him, and if they had the right pass and picked out the right passes, they had three. It was, it was a three on one situation for Bramall, and I'm sure it was it would have been the same for Dexter. I can't understand where we're, where we're persist, persisting with this four at the back because it's causing us massive... Fred's not doing enough defensively. He was ill, so we'll give him a little bit of leeway, mm. although we'll criticise him later on. But we, there's, there's this massive issue with width and defending out wide and 4-3-3 does not give us enough protection. And a better team would have beat us, again, comfortably like yesterday.
5: Yeah, and you know it's been picked up in the last couple of games that Dexter, bless him, gets too far forward and mm. doesn't come back and defend effectively. Wednesday absolutely killed us on that right-hand side by exploiting Dexter's defensive weakness. Mm. Um, and like you say, a better team would exploit that and create chances galore and would be really under the cosh. Um, and it's partially due to Fred leaving a bit exposed, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's probably why like the sudden go-to is to bring Revan on just to shore up that right-hand side of it. And against Wednesday, it worked. You know, mm. they, they still had the, the attacking intent down the right-hand side, but it wasn't as fruitful. Um, but it's almost now become a default setting that if 4-3-3 isn't working, we change it on about 30 minutes and bring another right-sided player on and just drop Dexter a bit further back. Um, but if you're having to make that change every time... It just goes to show that you're getting exploited with 4-3-3 and would you not change it to line up differently from the start you know um it's, it's just it, I come can, i can sort of see why taylor does persist with 4-3-3 because it gives you your three attacking options but hugel doesn't need two players further back than him out wide he needs mm. the player in behind him to run off the shoulder, and we've been saying it for weeks and weeks and weeks, that he, he, that isn't Hugo's playstyle, and that's why Hugo goes missing in some games. You know, he just doesn't mm. have that man next to him, and he needs it. Maybe, that's, maybe that is why we signed Nombay. He's more of a um, one-man band up top. But again, if you've signed a player who isn't up to speeds, you sort of play to the formation that suits the guy who's going to get you more goals, which effectively is Hugo you know, and you play someone like Kelly in behind him. You know, but we've been saying it for weeks, haven't we? Mm. Just, yeah, we have, yeah. The 4-3-3 just isn't clicking. It, it, we've tried to make it click, and when mm. and when we've actually used the midfield at times, it has worked. Um, But at the minute, it's just not suiting us.
2: The, the, yeah. the issue with playing four across the back is that either Dexter or Cohen, uh, Cohen Bramall... On the other side, get dragged too close into the middle. We've not got in with yeah. and Nam to Dexter quite a lot yesterday. It's only his pace, the, the pace of both of them, that allows them allows them to get get out of that. They're not getting any any help from the midfield because the midfield's not not really exist. Didn't really exist. Um, they, they well with when there's only three in there, it, it straight away it, it it doesn't help your ability to get back and defend as well. So. It's, it's you're right, it's not working. The four-three-three 3 3 is not working. Um, now we're starting to get a few players back, it may well drop back to the five across the back. Um, we'll have to wait and see on that one, won't we? But yeah, um, then the second half came, Joy.
3: And now uh, I, I was I felt the same as last week to finish with. Really. I thought well, he's got to change some half time, it wasn't quite right. Uh, or I want, to, I want to see a bit of a reaction because, again, it wasn't quite right. I expect him to put a bit of rocket up and see something. And then five minutes later, they go 1-0 up. Deserved, probably deserved the go 1-0 up. Um, we're not seeing these changes. Uh, the, the best time to change a game is at half-time because that's mm-hmm. when you have 15 minutes to talk to players. That's obviously very simple. We're not seeing those changes, those positive changes at half-time. And I think that's really frustrating for me because... You just see a bit better and we just came out second best again.
6: Yeah, we did. I mean we didn't I mean we carried on, let's be brutally honest, from the end of the first half, didn't we? There was no improvement mm. whatsoever, you know, and even for that first 15 minutes of the second half until he made the uh, substitution uh, Kelly on, etc. Yeah, uh, and then it sort of gave us a bit of a lift and a it gave us a bit of a lift and a still But up until then, I mean we didn't look like we were ever going to score, did we? No. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, their goal was a bit of a worldie, but they should know that that's what Cher is going to do, you mm. know, coming yeah. into the middle and, and shoot with his right... I mean, that's what the guy does, isn't he? I mean, he's a good player with a really low centre of gravity, you know, mm. and that's what he does. But, you know, you think you'd show him on the outside, wouldn't you, at least, but no. 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 <laughs> they in the changing room, weren't they? Mm.
3: Yeah. yeah, they were. Um, sadly, Fred's got to take a lot of uh, the credit's not the right word, responsibility for that goal. Fred completely lost his man um, and then put, got, we got to put ourselves in a bad situation. A great finish. Um, but like Joyce says, you've got to, you, this guy, it's the Iron it's Robin problem, though, isn't it? He only does one thing, but it's, I suppose it's nothing trying to try and stop him, I suppose. Um, so, Mick, you were going to say something.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, you're saying that Fred will, is the one that's been ill all week. Apparently so, yeah. So why is he playing?
3: Why has he played nearly an entire game? Yeah, yeah. 87 minutes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> when you've got Arvan Appier on bench. It's, 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 it's a, a valid game. question, yeah. you know? We've, we've all seen, Fred started off like a train um, and, and I, I, he strikes me as one of those players that will will have phases of, of, hmm. of excellent performances and then drop off a bit and then come back to being back to being excellent again. And he's in, we, we've seen over the last few games, he's in a period here at the moment where he's not really impacting games. And then he's ill for a week after he's not been impacting games and we're playing. When we've got a perfectly acceptable, well, a number of different options to, to change it up.
5: That is just... I can't get my head around that. It's interesting going back to Taylor's comments about like this from the chef Wednesday about the players who he knows he can trust and the ones that yeah. he's lost trusting. Like, is yeah. Appia one of those players? Mm. He's like, well, he feels well, like he's lost no, trust I'm in not him. Buying that,
2: mm. I'm not buying that. Come on, I mean, I, and, and this is a pop at him, Danny, not you, <laughs> not you, not you pointing it out <laughs> to me. You know? I was like, I'm I on mean, for the day, ball. Yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. Mm. That, manage him, you're a manager, manage. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, now, now, if, if, listen, if you've not got to trust in the player, then if he's on loan, send him back. If he's not, just don't even put him on bench. Don't bother with it. If you, if, if you can't trust him to do a job, whether it be for 90 minutes or 10 minutes at the end of a game, then you can't trust him. Hmm. What I would I say happy. to
3: Apio, to defend, if, if, if we are saying that, I don't, I don't think Apio is any more at fault than anybody else oh, last no, week. I, I, it was fine. It, was, it I, if, if if we're all speculating, I know. Yeah. But...
2: Let's not, that's not. the point is, I'm trying to make is let's not single out who that player is or who those players yeah. are that you don't trust. That part of it is not really relevant. What's relevant is that you build that trust in those players. Don't come out publicly and tell everybody that you don't trust them mm. because those players already know that there's an issue between them and the manager, whatever that might be whether it, whether it's trust or otherwise it, that makes the difference they, they're mm-hmm. clearly going to know that there's an issue in terms of their relationship and then you come out publicly and say it and then play a player who's been ill all week who's out of form. I mean that I, I don't i, ju- I mean we, the thing is we're, again we're speculating here aren't we you know I'm so we don't it. we don't know the full story behind it and we start, we're kind of filling in the blanks. But if if I filled in the blanks correctly there, that's madness. It's madness that that Fred played yesterday ill when we've got Mm -hmm. a perfectly acceptable number of options on the bench. Doesn't make any sense at all. No,
3: you're right, it doesn't. Um, Some of it does make sense, Danny, is our man, Georgia Kelly, scoring a goal. Um, It's one of the few things that did make sense on Saturday. There's a good bit to talk about in terms of the pre-goal, post-goal, but that massive to me, there's just something about Georgie Kelly. I, I've never quite known a Rotherham player like him where he just pops up. You know, he's not. We've had great goal scores like Adam LaFondra and and people like that. Georgie's just got something else where he will just pop up at important moments with important goals. He, had, he barely had a right to score from where he scored. It was such a difficult finish. Um, and he just lit the place up because we were going nowhere. He just lit New York Stadium up on it on single handedly lit the stadium up.
5: Yeah, he did. I mean, I've been saying it for ages. George Kelly is so unorthodox. He works, you know. And yeah. I mean, and I mean that is the biggest compliment in the world because it, it, people just don't know how to handle him. You know, so a lot of a lot of players sort of fit into the little box of the type of player that they are. And you're like Hugo's like your big strong centre forward. Yeah. Um, who likes to lurk in the six yard box, you know, Ollie Rathbone's you talk the sort of midfielder that runs everywhere, sort of box to box, and just doesn't stop. You know, Sean Morrison's you, you know, your you brick outside house because I'm not allowed to swear on YouTube. Um, <laughs> centre back, um, but Kelly's sort of cut from such a different cloth that he'll just appear out of nowhere and do something amazing, you know, like the assist that he provided to Ollie mm. against Coventry. Uh, the goal that he scored uh, last night, uh, uh, last afternoon as well, it's just such an unorthodox goal. And it's just it's, it's so hard and it cannons off the defender that it fools everybody. Mm. You know, because if you watch it very closely, it sort of hits it into the defender and that's how it ends up in the roof of the net. He doesn't scuff it or anything. It's, it's far, far too well to do that. But it's just Georgie doing Georgie things. And... As much as of a fantastic finish that it is and how much it got the play going, we're not going to mess about by saying this. He saved our arse against Kupiard, yeah. didn't he? He yeah. saved us big time. Um, and has highlighted, you know, why aren't we starting him? And I think that he's just shown exactly why. He's such an impactful substitute that he'll just tear the back line apart and pop up with an assist or a goal. Hmm. And... Unfortunately, I think as it stands at the minute, that is how Georgie's best utilised, and it feels like he's got one of the best goal scoring percentages in championship now. Oh, that's the stats that IFC tweeted today Yeah, it? exactly. Even though that's yeah. his first of the season, you can still picture him getting at least another four before oh, the end oh, yeah. of the year.
3: Yeah. Um, I was going to you with the negative stuff, Mick. So I'm going to stick with you and come back to you on, on the George on Georgia Kelly and just the love that we've that we give him, and we'll we'll talk about Ipswich game and what, how we think it's going to go forward. For him, but he's just one of those guys you just love to see doing well. And when he scores, he, he, I don't know, just I, see, I seem to relate to him more than anybody else because we all know he's come from a, a semi pro league to come into the pro league at, at the age he's coming at. Um, he just, he don't, I don't know, he just, I just feel like he suits rather than United. And he might not play 90 minutes, he's probably not a championship player, but he'll still score,
2: a goal. he'll still score goals, won't he? Listen, and hear me out on this one. Um, Somebody's just mentioned Adam LaFondre. Uh, Georgie Kelly is an instinctive goal scorer, mm-hmm. like Adam LaFondre. He's not got. He's not on the same level for the rest of his play. He's a different mm-hmm. kind of player, to be fair. But I said at the beginning of the season, in the pre-season predictions or whatever it is that we did, that Georgie Kelly will score goals this season. You put him on the pitch, he will score goals. There's no question about that. Because he is an instinctive striker, and not only that, he causes defenses all sorts of problems. I'm going to stick. I'll stick my Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not a championship level player, in the in the sense of you know your chairs and your all, all these other people that are swanning about looking looking pretty and you know what I mean he's not one of those kinds of players. But he will battle. He will graft, and he will score goals. I don't think he'll be in next season if Matt Taylor remains. Well, that's my prediction. I don't think he's a Matt Taylor kind of player for the for the reasons I've just outlined there. Because you know he's not a he's not a typical championship footballer. But you know you've got to be you've got to you've got to adapt and you've got to develop and you've got you've got to think outside the box a little bit in terms of particularly with us with that with a budget that we've got. And Georgia Kelly is is he yeah, just does it time and time and time again. You know, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It should at least be given more time. He should be spending more time on the pitch, whether that be last 20 minutes every game or whether that be as a starter. Mm. There's no way he should be languishing on that bench. We shouldn't be finishing a game with Georgie Kelly on the bench unless we're 6-0 up. And that's not going to happen, mm. is it? Um, oh, so the bottom line is he's a goal scorer. And he will score goals, even at this level.
4: Mm.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: Adrian Green says, uh, Kelly reminds him of Steve Bull. I think Bull's from the 90s, 80s, 90s. Uh, Not the greatest finesse, but my word does you know where the posts are. Powerman says he's like an addiction to the Millers. Um, John Burrell says, he's got to offer more than just being Johnny on the spot as we can't afford to carry players. I I think that's fair, Joy. I think I wouldn't necessarily start him 90 minutes every single week, but when we're in the rut that we're in at the minute, and you just need a spark, he, he brings that spark and he just brings just something else. And he just he not only does he he lifts, he lifts the fans when George is there, we just, the fans lift, and that, that's 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 a quality that should not be forgotten about as well. And he's contributing. Yeah,
6: absolutely. I mean he does lift the fans when he comes on because he's into their previous exploits. And don't forget yesterday he won the free kick that Ramon mm-hmm. cropped for him so i mean he puts himself about and like we know he's a little bit i wouldn't say headless chicken but not far off in one sense you know he chucks himself about he puts himself in places and he's not um there's no culture about him is there let's be brutally honest but he 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 rags players doesn't he he gets up the noses you know, mm-hmm. I don't think uh, if I was a centre half, I'd like to play against him. Whereas, in yeah. one sense, Hugh Gill's pretty much, you get what you expect from Hugh Gilles, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, if you're a centre half. I'm not saying he's easy to play against, but he's a little bit more traditional. Whereas, mm-hmm. Georgie, I don't think you know what he's going to come up with next. I don't think Georgie knows what he's going to be coming up with <laughs> next. <laughs> and I think that, that, that that's the bit that makes him into that super sub slot, though. Of, uh,
4: character
3: if that makes sense mm. yeah um, Adrian says, if we go down Kelly needs to be in next season he'll bag 20 at least 20 in League 1 um, let's move back to the negatives Mick because that's where we are sadly <laughs> Thanks. Um, back to me back to Mick for the, sta- for the standard ones he uh, shouldn't need to, I know uh, Georgie should score goals that's his job but he mm. shouldn't need a great finish from Georgie Kelly to lift, we can we can we can all talk about the atmosphere at the stadium. But I think I think and I think that's a that's an argument to have. But he lifted the team, and the team was going absolutely nowhere. We were not going to score a goal in that game. And for ten minutes after, we'll, t- we'll talk about what after after those ten minutes or so. But for ten minutes, we were alive because he did that, yeah. and that's a worry for me because we've, of all these nice things we just said about Georgie. We need to be doing better than that. We need the midfield to work harder. We need Fred to work harder. We need Fugle to do better. This is not... that's We're gonna. We're not going to win in games playing like that by just getting a 10... It was something against Bristol City, weren't it, in, uh, three weeks ago, where we scored a Tyler Blackett scored and for five minutes we were off. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. And it all went belly up again. It's a real concern that it's taking... Individual moments, it's not a change from the manager that's done this, I don't know he came on a sub, but it wasn't a change in formation or style that's caused this moment. It was just Georgie with a great finish.
2: It was. It was Georgie causing problems up there. It was Nombé causing problems up there, getting stuck mm. in, winning balls, and, and just it essentially lifting the pace of the team, lifting the mm. the, the, the effort level. Um, and They were doing it from the front. Um, compared to that, we have got Jordan Hugel on his own trying to do it from the front, yeah. Um, and that's not going to work, it's not going to happen because you know, we all know that Jordan Hugo will only do it for a certain period of time, then he'll throw himself on the floor, clutching his face, um, or, or or whatever, you know, or he'll just pack it in. Um, he he, he ploughs a loan for up there much of the time. When When Georgia and Nombe came on that wasn't the case. he had some support and we started to create problems up there um, and then he changed, then obviously it changed again uh, but for that 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 period of time, we were way on top. we were massively on mm. top and should have capitalized on that unfortunately for for, for hacks that that for, that header from the corner oh, no. if that had gone in i think I think we could have we could have probably had more. Uh, because that would have lifted the team, lifted the stadium and, and things, you know, and, and, and not their confidence. Um, it's just quite margins, isn't it? But um, yeah, it, we need we need more than one person up front. That, that's a massive issue, I think, for me. That mm. seems to be possibly one of the main reasons why we're playing the way we are, because the ball just keeps coming back because John Hubel is not that good. But holding the ball up particularly yeah. when he's not got anybody within 20 yards of him. Um, no that's the problem. The yeah. Problem. And, and, and problem. Um, you know the the people who should be within 20 yards of him, Fred, just he just wasn't there yesterday at all, really. Um yeah. I can't even remember who played out the other side.
3: Klukas to start with. Then
2: Cathal went yeah. on left wing. Yeah, I mean that's even more bizarre. Yeah. You've got that you've got, got I mean this is this again it just it, it, it blows my mind a little bit. You've got a player like Cafu who can who can run that midfield, who can dictate the play within that midfield, you stick him out on left wing. What?
3: Yeah. <laughs>
5: um, yeah. Oh, it's makes me brainy thinking about <laughs> Cafu at left wing. Oh. oh man.
3: Yeah, man. Let's go through some comments because we've got a million tonight. Thank you, everybody. Um uh, a couple of Jack McGuinness from earlier. Jack McCord says we've got to keep uh, uh, Matt Taylor. Won three relegations. Taylor hasn't, hasn't even had one. Yes, it's frustrating we lack of consistency, but we've we've shown more than enough at times this season yeah. that we can perform. I agree Matt with Chad that. Come on, that. Mike Miller says let's face it: the players have no confidence in the manager, confused tactics, lack of calmness in possession, and very and little up and atem, which is perhaps the most damning of all for a Rotherham team. Mm. Um, and John mills is with you away in form. Uh, with, without away from as it is, that's a killer of result against a home rival for the first time this season. Not sure it. I, me and Ben on the way out yesterday I'd, had a bit of a ding dong because I was sort of ex- trying tr- trying to explain to him that that's a massive, a massive not win in the game because for me we start next Saturday we've lost next Saturday because that's we're playing away from home. So when we, we talked about this mm. a few weeks ago, a few months ago, that these, that's putting pressure on games against QPR. Against Coventry a few weeks ago, that you've got to win those games because you're not going to win away from home. And with the situation we're in, it just feels like a more than a missed opportunity. An opportunity. It sounds like make it sounds like a free hit. It, it feels like we've missed we've missed out big time here because we needed three points. For me, I don't know.
5: Are we just pitching That's that funny. question out to anybody? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're doing, yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, you're right. The away form does speak for itself. Uh, I mean, I had the privilege of speaking to um, uh, Watford for their programme, which I'm being Mm. sent a a copy of. So, Mm. anyway. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so keep an eye out for that if you're going to Watford. Um, But they said just, like, describe Robham's form, and it's just, like, her away form's so bad. You know, Mm. I mean... Away from home, we don't really see where the win's going to come from, apart from Chef Wednesday, and we were absolutely dire. Hmm. You know, and like you say, saying it puts so much pressure on home performances. All right, fair enough. We've been decent at home. We've only lost once at home this season, um, to Leicester. No, we lost to Preston as well, didn't we? We drew a Preston, didn't we? Oh, Drew a Preston, yeah. Okay, so Bristol City. Bristol. Uh, Bristol City, that's it. So we've lost twice at home, which isn't too bad, you know, but like you say, with the teams round us, we should <laughs> to use the, the old cliche. We should be beating teams like QPR, especially when we're at home. <laughs> um, but that pressure is just going to keep mounting and mounting unless we sort the away form out. Um, and only one point on the roads is horrific. You know, I don't. I don't think. I think. I don't think there's an away team worse than us. And I think over the last, however many games it is we've got the worst away record in the EFL full stop. And yeah. And it's like going back to what Mick said earlier, that's now Matt Taylor's job to manage that and get that changed because without that, it just shifts the pendulum back to home form, which then puts the home fans under pressure, which then puts the home, the players under pressure at home. And then that's when we start dropping off and losing games where we should be taking points. And, hmm. um, Not saying that we're entitled to three points week in, week out, don't get me wrong, but as the pressure keeps mounting, the performances will keep dropping to the point where we don't win any games at all. Mm. You know, all right, that's that's a very drastic end to to my point, but you need to alleviate pressure off your home performances by performing well away, which Mm. we're not doing. And I know um, the Watford game's a week or so away, But again, that's got so much pressure on it because we need to take pressure off the home performances. If we lose to Ipswich on Tuesday, it puts even more pressure on the Watford game. Mm. Yeah, it does.
1: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app there's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, we
3: don't, amazingly, don't have the worst away record so far in the Premier League and AFL. There's four other teams that have zero points from their away games this season. Um we're in November, lads. Come on, we've got one. Um, Joey, let's go back to the game a bit because I had a question on Luke, from Luke on Twitter. He says, he says, the insanity of going three up front in the second half... We lost our width and shape and weren't the game from that point onwards. The best though was with two up top. That's when he brought Tom Eaves on, um, on the 87th minute. I'll, I'll admit that I said he should have brought Tom Eaves on just because I thought it might be his moment. Um, but from a purely footballing point of view, it didn't really make much sense. You're Arvin Appiah. If you're going to take Fred off, who's got a bit of tricky and a bit of pace, you straight drops Arvin Appier. If you're really desperate, put McGuckin on, because, again, he's got that trickery and that ability to maybe carry the ball a little bit. Tommy's impacted the game, not at all. And it really did take any momentum away. We just lost completely. I think we'd lost our way five minutes before, but we just had nothing. It was just, I, I didn't, looking back on it now, I, I, it just seemed a really stupid substitution, to be honest with you. I feel sad saying with Tommy's, but it, it just felt a bit daft. I agree totally. We lost
6: all momentum. And let's be brutally honest, we were hanging on, weren't we? That, yeah. Uh, from that moment on. They had the better of the game. If it weren't for Vicman, as usual, we could have been 2-1 down, couldn't we? Because he Mm. made that save with his feet. But yeah, yeah, there was no pace up front then, was there? No. Uh, There was no outlet. You know, I mean, even if he'd have put Revan on, at least he's Mm. got a little bit of pace that could have maybe got us up the wing, even if he didn't put Appia on. You know, he could have had a little bit of swapping and shaking. You know, there were other options, but Eves wasn't the right one. Hmm. And then they put Numbay uh, out on, you know, he lost his momentum as well. He lost his mojo. Because I thought when Numbay and Kelly came on, like you said, Mick, they sort of, there was a, there were a catalyst, weren't there? Things started to happen. Hmm. And then when they, you know, swapped it and took, put Eves on, that just totally, totally and utterly totally dissipated. And they all became totally ineffectual, didn't they? All yeah. three of them. You know, Kelly, Numbay, and Eads. And I do feel sorry for Tom Ead. Um, mm. you know, because he's been chucked on for, like, five minutes. Yeah,
4: and, yeah. He, again, yeah.
6: talking Edward's chicken, you know, what's the guy supposed to do?
4: Mm. You know,
6: I think he's going to hide into nothing. And, you know, we're all, I think, every one of us wants him, him to score if to bounce off his ponytail and the back at net. You know, mm. anywhere, anything. Mm. you know we're in the realms of feeling incredibly yeah. of the time, you know but you know I, again you know Taylor and his team I don't know what they were thinking of to be honest. No. I can see the logic in it
3: no no I agree I agree sadly um, J-Boy says we've had vital games against Sheffield Wednesday and QPR played both poorly and both the players are just as much to blame as the manager in my opinion no desire fight or passion I, I agree to my extent, J-Boy, but again, the Tommy substitution tells you it's not just the players that tips. When you make subs like that, it, it just sucks the life out of the game a little bit. Um, yeah, Mick, and like Joy says, we were very lucky that we got Victor because that saving in the, in the last couple of minutes is a great, great save.
4: Mm.
3: I, I haven't had a chance to look back at those seven minutes with her injury time, but I'd be surprised if we had a, a semi-threatening attack during that time, and that's... You're at home and it's 1-1 what what's happening here you are meant to be pushing for the game and it's just not really good enough to have that at home it it's just frustrating we've got a point but it's still we're frust- still really frustrating
2: yeah it's, it's a game we should have won is the bottom line you know we can we can talk all day and all night about who should have done what and who should have been playing here and who should have been playing there but the bottom line is we should have won that game uh, we've got the players to win it um we're at home we should have won that game. It's as, it's as simple as that. It's a disappointment that we come with, we've, we've dropped two points. Uh, but what, you know, what can we do? We, we, we can only hope that the manager will turn it around, you know, and he will start getting a tune out of these players who are more than capable of producing one more than capable, uh, because they proved it, they've shown it. So, um, it, it, it just feels that there's, there's a little bit of naivety being shown by the by the management team at the moment. We know that they're new, we know that they're inexperienced, you know, they're, they're not massively experienced in, in, in management, um, but that is showing um, with some of the comments that are made publicly and with some of the team selections, with some of the substitutions that are made, and and the way that we're playing at times, you know, the way that we're approaching games differently away from home, the way that we approach them at home, um, it, it it just feels like there's quite a bit of naivety in there at the moment. Um, so, but yeah, we we have we, talked about this. I'm way we're, we're down third or fourth fourth podcast deep into into how crap we've been, you know. It, <laughs> We need, we need some sort of light relief. Yeah,
3: if we we're a proper news channel, we'd have thought of a name for it, wouldn't we? You
5: know, like a, a, a clever, clever name for the rumouring. Oh think right. yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Danny, you're a journalism student.
5: I, I, I mean, the way it's going uh, at the minute, we can just call the Sunday episode "Sad on Sunday."
2: <laughs>
4: yeah,
2: yeah, we can.
3: Um, yeah, Danny, where are you sitting on this? one? Well, we'll talk about this game in a minute, but one point from that one point one point from two huge games you could spin that and say we've got four from our last three because of the coventry games in there so you could you you can put a positive spin if, if you like or, and you can certainly try um i asked we asked the question on, again how big is saturday before how how big is tuesday for our season matt taylor and uh, and just what well, the season in general because its which are tough but we're at home so we've got to pick up something because if we don't where are we going to be on
5: Saturday? I mean, that, that's an understatement. Ipswich are tough. Ipswich um, haven't lost away so far this season. You so, 2-0 down a weekend as well. Yeah, so that's, uh, mm, you know. But I think the, the performances we've been putting in recently, especially around with, the, with the teams around us, like I said earlier, isn't good enough, in my mm. opinion. They are big games and... We folded like a deck chair, especially against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, but then you look at the games where we're not expected to do anything, uh, to, um, out of the world, and we've somehow won or put mm. in a, a good shift and been shafted by a referee. So it it's almost. Looking at the Ipswich game like that, so it's it's like we're not expected to do anything. Ipswich are probably going to come here and think they're going to steamroll us, and somehow something will happen in our favour, you know. But yeah. at, the, at this point in time, it's like but looking at the QPR game and how disjointed we were at times. If we play four three three against Ipswich, we are going to get ourselves mauled. We're massacre, yeah. So mm. I hope we sort of approach it differently and either have the five or completely shake up the formation you know we've got a few more players coming back that might be available um but that's still a might with those players so i think if they if it comes a bit too soon for the likes of peltier hall lindsay hmm. then we have to approach it to the game with the five at the back rule you know and, and really Stop it at source effectively, stop that overload on Dexter's side and and help Cohen out a little bit on the left hand mm-hmm. side. Um, but in, ter- in terms of <clears throat> where I sit with it, I probably think we're going to get battered by Ipswich. I really, <laughs> really do. Um, we'll talk about how
3: much pressure is Matt Till under Matt's job? How much pressure is Matt Taylor under in terms of his job? Because you've missed the last um, episode,
5: so I'm very interested in where you're at. I think. With our run of form and our performance levels, I think it'd be silly to assume any manager wouldn't be under pressure in those situations. But it does seem to have turned against Matt Taylor very, very quickly mm-hmm. um, over the recent performances. Probably going back to... Well, we'll start with the Chef Wednesday game. I think a lot of the knives were out after the Chef Wednesday game purely because, of it's a, like, like I said before, it's a local derby and nothing happened effectively from us. You know that's an unacceptable performance level against Chef Wednesday, where we've had one shot on target, no one shot overall, and none on target. That's unacceptable in a local derby. Um, and then QPR has just added a bit of, a bit of fuel to it. It's like chucking petrol on a campfire. Having a performance like that against QPR. And I think that's why everyone's turned very quickly because he's not getting the tune out of Rotherham that we thought he would. When we looked at, you know some of the signings that we made and some of the highs of performances, like for example the Norwich game. The Norwich games are are ceiling at the minute. And that um, but that, that makes it all oh, everything else frustrating, doesn't it? That's exactly exactly. If Norwich is our ceiling, we've been laid on the floor for the last mm. however many match days it is. Um, And I think that's why everyone's turned on Matt Taylor. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the bloke, right, he's a brilliant man, but I'm starting to tilt the other way just a bit. it's not right, you know, something's not right and he's not got the screwdriver out to fix it, he's just sort of hoping Mm. it'll fix itself. That's the vibe I'm getting anyway. Mm. He keeps playing the same team hoping that it'll suddenly click, but it's not. Yeah. So it's like something it needs to change drastically, whether it's the formation, the tactics that we use, where we actually play the midfield, or the man himself. But then the other side of that is who would you bring in? Who would <laughs> our oh, team bring example. in to replace him? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shall um, I ask the Magic 8 Ball the question? Go on. Then. Will okay, so Magic 8 Ball, will Matt Taylor I'm shaking it by the way, will Matt Taylor be Rovern manager on Wednesday? So it's very likely. Oh, there you go. That means we're mm-hmm. going to win. The eight ball has spoken. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, John was want to come to this one. Think, he thinks the problem with mixed theory about QPR being they are more than capable at a much higher level. purchasing, getting out of it and Huddersfield be replaced. What I would say is that there were shoots. I'm a QPR fan. I would be fairly positive. There were shoots of the manager's new manager's style, and they seem to take to it. Okay, um, there was still time wasting, like Mister Rainsworth would be proud of. Um, but I, I saw enough from QPR to suggest that they're probably on the right path, sadly for us, really sadly for us. Time will tell on that one. Um, Joy, again, like we're going to talk about this game in a minute, but where are you sitting in on Matt Taylor's job at the minute? I suppose are you, are you seeing enough to suggest he is he can get us on the right path?
6: Present, no, no, um. I had high hopes, like we all did at the beginning of the season with the signs, etc. I mean he's not had an awful lot of luck, has he, with injuries, but True. then that's because he's signed injury prone players, which you should, you know, be aware of. Um mm. it's a difficult one because when you look at what the previous management, what they were allowed to get away with, if that one for want of a better term, and you know, they had three relegations, didn't they? And yeah, you can't yeah. give them the first one, I suppose, but no, three relegation. You know, do we give him more time? Do we give him the January window? I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's hardly pulled any trees up since he came in October. I mean, I, you could argue, as it has been mooted, that you know the fact that we had a cracking start under the previous management kept us up last season because subsequently we didn't exactly accrue a great deal of points, mm-hmm. but just enough to sort of keep us above the bottom line. Uh, since Matt Taylor's been in charge. So you could argue that. I don't know. But like we said, we've seen some shoots, haven't we? We've seen the Norwich game, we've seen some, the Leicester game, the, the Blackburn game, the early games in, of the season. There was some hmm. good stuff being played, weren't there? But a lot of players, either through injury or lack of form, thinking of Kapu here, who have who, really gone off the boil. Like you mm. said, the, the midfield on paper, though we don't play on paper, looks good. But we miss it all the time, don't we? I mean, Victor just kicks it right over, you know, to Hughville and it either bounces off him or aim another and he ends up on the floor clutching his head as you've alluded to me. And, you know, and then it comes back again. It's, you know, we, we should be playing to people's strengths. Yeah. I know many a time yesterday when Victor's got the ball and I thought, roll it out. And he didn't, he kicked it mm-hmm. long. And another thing I've noticed as well, we seem to have slowed down dramatically our pace, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, and we, we you know, when we, I've noticed when we play quick passing football, we seem to achieve and get more from that than, you know, sort of, you know, this doomer game that we, we seem to adopt in the last half dozen games.
4: That's
6: not really answered the question, I Look. <laughs> I can't see him knowing TS, I can't see that he will get rid of him. Okay. If we lose it, if we lose against it, which is hmm. highly likely, isn't it? be honest.
3: Yeah, it's highly likely we'll see zero points though, between now and the international break, which is obviously Saturday's start of the next one. But, right. but yeah. Um varying comments on here. Uh we'll come to some of in minute. I championship players? Do we need championship manager? To the experienced players not fully buy into Taylor's inexperience? John Morrell says, we think you need to make a decision on the up- on the upcoming international break in regards to the manager as it's the hectic at Christmas schedule. Yeah, you've got to decisions. If you're going to do it, you've got to, you've got to make sure you time and properly as well. Harry says, unpopular opinion. I think Taylor was better under Warren's players than he, than he is under his own. Feel free to disagree. Uh, Jack McCord says, explain exactly why does Warren get two full relegations Taylor needs sacking after a poor start for the first four and despite keeping us up last year. My argument that would be under Paul one, we were very rarely cut adrift. Um, very rarely. We were always in the fight under Paul one, always in the fight to stay up. I think the, the, the first season will throw right off. Um, but the other two, we, I think we were always in the fight and we we took it very late on in the season. We're five points adrift now. Before the Coventry game, we were seven points adrift, I think. That's 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 a lot of points for for a team that's trying to stay up in the division. It's a, it's a huge amount of points, and I think that's why people are losing a bit more patience now than they were under Paul Ward. That's that's my that's that's my reading of the situation. That may be wrong. People might just hate Matt Taylor. They might I don't know. But that, that's my reading of it. Is that we, we feel like we all I feel like we're getting cut adrift. And I'd never felt like that under Paul Ward in the championship particularly. Um, might be wrong, Mick. Come to you on the ref stuff. Just finally on the on the thingy game, QPR game. Sean Morrison got pulled down. At the time, I was certain it was a penalty. Having I mean, watched it back, it was six one and half dozen the other. Sean Morrison's got the other lad's shirt for me, so I I think it's fine. To, I think in the end he made the right decision.
2: Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, certainly from the angle that the referee was looking at, you couldn't see that because um, he got the same angle that we got, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah, it's it was championship referee, weren't he? Sam gave, Barrett, he, yeah. He, yeah, I mean, he gave loads and loads and loads of niggly little fouls and virtually none, no wrestling moves on either from either team, Yeah. is essentially yeah. what happened, isn't it? you know, yeah. yeah. Somebody ran past the player and blew on him, and he fell over. He gave the free kick, and then a defender picks up an attacker and throws him on the floor, and he don't give it. That's essentially is, is how that Basically, is. How yeah. the and yeah. that's both sides. I'm not, you know, I'm not mm. one way or the other. Um It, it was just the beaker of the run back. These people, unfortunately, but you know, there you go.
3: Yeah. Um, as you're with another good point, there. said the TV money coming in next season, there is pressure to stay up this yeah. season, which adds to the mm. I Talk. Yeah, that's the thing. I, and I, I don't know we're going to talk about this which game now, but is Matt Taylor's contract worth more than survival? That's the, that, and that, that, that's that, that, that from a from, from Tony's point of view, that's where that's where the question comes in, isn't it? Because if survival's worth more and you don't think he's the right man, don't matter if he's got a three year contract, you, you, you get rid and get somebody else who you think can keep you up. Um, Again, that's down to Matt Till to decide it. Move forward. Let's move forward to Tuesday. Live on Sky. If anybody was not listening, okay. um, I think you can either watch probably you know Jude Billingham's Real Madrid, um, or Rotherham against Ipswich, I think. I don't
5: know which one I prefer.
3: Uh no, sorry, apologies. It's the FA Cup FA Cup replays. Oh. Well,
5: you know, so they've
3: got Mills or Charlton Charlton. I am on the wrong week here, aren't I hang on, bear with me, guys. Fair with me. Where are we? Yeah, sorry. You can watch Atletico again. Atletico Madrid against Celtic, or Brushes Dortmund against Newcastle, AC Milan, PSG, or Rotherham United, hosting Ipswich Town. You know, and as a neutral, that was neutral. I know which one I'd pick, and it's you know the one at New York, obviously. Mm. Um, the referee is Graham Scott. He is technically a Premier League referee, although he hasn't refereed a game since the thirty-first of October, uh, which was a League Cup game. So I'm not, I'm not sure what's happening with that one. Uh, Danny, well, you mentioned earlier that the, the the formations and stuff. I agree. Five at the back. Got to go five at the back. If you get if you go four at the back, I think they'll rip us apart. I think we've got to be solid, and I think we've got to have an extra man up top. We've got to have an extra man up top to put pressure on on
5: them as well. Um, what does in terms of players? What does that look like in terms of, for you? Um, well, I'm just having a look at Ipswich's last start in eleven and what their formation is, and it's four two three one. So they've got quite a high attacking line, obviously led by George Hurst, which is fun. Um, so if you want to put any money on it, he's probably bound to score, unless Sean Morrison absolutely clatters him. Um, but that's also playing into my idea of five at the back, because mm-hmm. they've effectively got four players who are going to be in attack nine times out of ten. Plus
3: really attacking wing-backs from one yes. tell.
5: Yeah, exactly. So five at the back... Possibly get getting pacing out wide, you need that five, don't you? You need that five. Um, and in terms of what we're gonna up personnel, we're gonna have back there, it's still very much up in the air, I think, because mm. I think Morrison's the only one that you can really put in that like proper three, if you like, that centre back three. Um, because Peltier, we don't know, Hall, we don't know for sure. Um, Dexter, possibly, you know, Bramwell, possibly, and then the players who are like the wider of your five at the back, Mm. Um, you know, like Ravenna on one side, and then whoever else on the left hand side. Um, But I think the main attacking intent needs to come through, obviously, like the midfield and your two up top. And I'd have Hugo and Kelly personally. Mm. You know, I'd have Kelly on for the performance he put in when he was on the pitch, when we actually played with the two and not the three, and how good he performed. Uh, there's also a shout for Ndombe to start as well, potentially with Kelly, but would you drop Hugo in those situations? You know, iffy, iffy. Um, but I think the main thing is we need to utilise the midfield. If we utilise the three in midfield, which we keep with both formations, really, hmm. um then we might see a bit of success but the difference is you the two up top that's where we need a bit more um how do i word it a bit more almost attacking intent i think mm. attacking intent and if we play Hugo, something he can feed off and if we don't play Hugo, something that supports both Bay and georgia up top
3: mm. yeah uh john Morale, if you watch this back and see when i see my head hit the floor. John Rale says they play it out wide and look to exploit the fullbacks. I mean, that's just. That's, then we that's play five.
5: If we don't start with a five at the back, we are going to be killed. Like, I, I can That'd see. It I
3: mean, it, it, it's the it just reminds me of the Southampton game a little bit, of Joy, because had Southampton been able to it back at net, that could have been a cricket score at half time. He, he, he's got to set this up right because if we if we go forward back and play it out did against Wednesday and against QPR. They will have a whale of a time, and it could it could get really silly if we don't set up right.
6: Well, I mean, let's be brutally honest. I mean, he made a, a change really early in the Southampton game when he brought Ravanna. So, in mm-hmm. start has he, you know, used that as a as a a, a guide uh, against Ipswich? I would suggest the Ipswich, the mm-hmm. uh, the Southampton game. So, I would imagine Revan might have a, a opportunity to be in the team. On Tuesday, mm. the, you know, I we've got a dearth of centre backs, so and I don't think actually Morrison and Hax had a bad game on, on Saturday. Mm. You know, yeah. I'm quite happy that Hax got man of the match. I didn't have a problem with that, and I thought Morrison had a good game as well, to be brutally mm. honest. So I don't have any problem with either of those, and you know, I, I can't see it not being them to be honest. But mm. it's it's then you know who who else. Do you have then? Do, do you do you have Dex and do you have uh, Bramwell? Because basically, that's what we've been let down on, isn't it? Our, our, yeah. our full back play—that's that's, that's yeah. the gateway in for teams. and has been the most goals this season, hasn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, yeah. It's our, our full back positions—whether it's their covering or whatever—I mean, they're both really good going forward. And I would say that their defensive duties, the lesser of the two with Lost Rammel and Dexter,
3: I don't know mm. but we haven't got any other full backs have we? No, we haven't, no exactly um, we got one that was doing quite well at Peterborough um, yeah,
6: so <laughs> yeah. Back, no. probably
3: not no um, moving on to the strikers Mick Hugo's probably going to start whether you agree with or not I think there's an argument for Georgie to start personally I, I would be good. if you're going to go two up top i would start number um yeah. because i think he gives you that he's got more energy i think he probably will work the press a bit better than georgie we, i love what georgie does but I, I i think if you if you're trying to do an organized press i think i think i'm not sure he's the right man for you and mm. for the first time we i saw enough from number the first time i saw enough from number to suggest that he has got something yeah. that he could move forward and if you're gonna to go top top, it's Hugo number for me personally, and then
2: Georgie on 60 minutes or whatever I minute mean, might be. Yeah, I mean, I put um, I put Hugo and Kelly in my uh, my final uh, prediction, but uh, with hindsight, I I think possibly uh, I'd, I'd look more more to Nombe to start with. Um, I was quite impressed with him when he came on on Saturday. He he put himself about a bit. He's got a lot of pace. Mm-hmm. Defensively, he's very very good. Um, mm. really good defensive headers from corners that uh, that, uh, that he produced, so yeah, we've got to be going two up front for me, we have to be, because it's going to allow us that option to, to try and maintain a bit more possession um, yeah. instead of just simply bouncing it off Jordan Hugel which is essentially what happens um, mm. he either doesn't win the header or he flicks the header onto nobody, to nobody to, to nobody you know, so um, yeah, I, I think you're probably right, possibly even Nombé and, and and Kelly, because I thought they were excellent together when they yeah, came well. up. Uh, they, they seem to have a bit of an understanding almost straight away uh, as to where each other were. Nombé and Hugel have gotten each other's way a few times when they've played together in the past. So, yeah. argument to say, um, let's have Georgie to cause cause the problems with their defenders and, uh, and Nombé to pick up the pieces. We'll have to wait and see. The issue, as you as you rightly point out, there Georgie in his press is is not is not as effective as Hugo is. Uh, yeah. So, and then given what's been said in the comments by John about the way Ipswich played on Saturday, you know, it, it, the Ipswich would seem to me like a team that had had. We still had the previous management in place. We would be itching to play. Yeah, we'd have we'd have we'd have sorted them out. No problem at home. Obviously got <laughs> away. Um whether 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 the current management see fit to, to deal with it in that fashion, we'll have to wait and see. But um yeah, mm. I'll know two up front. Uh Manuel says, Matt, the only glimmer of hope against Ipswich
3: comes from history, rather than have a habit of getting results against top teams, only a glimmer my yeah. mind. <laughs> um we should also point out some uh, some positive news. Jimmy Lindsay will be available, and there's a chance that Hall and Peltier could be available. Um we're desperate for Jamie Lindsay, Danny. Do you know what? We're, we are desperate for Jamie Lindsay. I, I, love, I love Ollie Rathbone. I love Caffo. I love I. But Jamie Lindsay, you know when things are going badly, you just need Jamie Lindsay because he'll just pick <laughs> everybody up by the neck and he will drag them to the right direction mm. in which you're playing. I think maybe Matt Taylor's put too much stock in Jamie Lindsay and then he got injured. So maybe a bit unlucky with maybe what he, what he wanted from Jamie Lindsay so far this season.
5: Um, but we're desperate for, for, for him to get back on pitch Desperate We are, we're desperate for anyone who can play centre-back as well To get back on the pitch <laughs> um, But yeah, with, with Lindsay, I mean, even when he starts Or even off the bench If we're not performing to the standards that have been laid out Like you say, he's scruff of the neck Come on, we need to get going And he'll try and do it himself And really throw himself about in the middle of the park Because he's that sort of terrier-based midfielder into mm. you know, Rathbone, yeah, like Rathbone will run everywhere to get the game going. Lindsay will just be you know in the trenches with you, sort mm. of thing. And we have missed him, and I think more than anything, Lindsay's missed playing because we've seen videos from training how happy he is to be just out on the grass. Mm. Um, maybe Tuesday might be a little bit too soon for a start for him. Mm. Um, but I do hope we see him in the game, you know, just to relieve a little bit of energy off Rathbone. I think... That it'd be, again, be like
3: a chase animal, Jamie Lindsay. It'd be, it'd be it'd yeah. just let, let off the lead and just go.
5: Yeah. Um, so, I, I'm really looking forward mm. to seeing Lindsay back on the grass and hopefully his season can kick on from here. Because mm. uh, he, he feels like he's been one of them players that he's always been there, but he's never quite got a full season out of him yet. Yeah, he's seen we, a few knocks, doesn't he? Yeah, which I suppose is testament to the type of player that he is. But also, at the same time, I still don't feel like we've seen Pete, Jamie Lindsay which I think mm. is quite frightening. We've seen Raymond Lind- Lindsay Lind when he's been good, but we've never seen Pete Lindsay, which I mm. also think is quite scary. Because what is Pete Lindsay like?
0: Yeah. You know,
5: may- maybe the closest we've seen was when we batted Doncaster. I thought mm. it was peak in that near enough peak in that game, but we've not seen Pete Lindsay in the championship. And hopefully, we see I don't know twenty minutes of that against Ipswich, which mm. we're thinking yeah. I know, but I really hope he plays well. I uh, hope so as well.
3: Um, Joy, any, any other changes you'd make? That I midfield mean, 3 were relatively poor on Saturday, but the only change there is Clocus really, with, with Lindsay probably not being able to start. Is there any other changes you'd like to potentially see?
6: I think Cathy's been very ineffective for last few games, to be
4: completely
6: honest. I agree. Uh, maybe I'd put Clukas in for mm. he, he, I thought, had a, a, a good game, actually. He's mm. been up really well. Out of defence and a few uh, long busting runs as well. Uh, and Ollie, it's Ollie. So,
3: yeah. You know. mm. So I'd probably do who he and. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I I I, 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 I know he farmed out left hand sandwich Dunell, but I thought it was. I didn't think it was great. I think he dropped off since his injury. To be honest with you. Yeah. Um. But there we go. Um, Paramount says he will go three-five-two with Dexter Peltz, Morris, and Revan Bramall, Adolphin, Lindsay, Christ, Hugel, and Nombe. i uh, certainly have Bramall as your center back rather than Revan as your center back. That pace helps a lot. Um, uh, YouTube says arcs not been mentioned. I, I assume he means hacks. Uh, I assume auto corrects done you are wrong on their YouTube user. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we've probably, we're, we're probably run out of time on this, mate, but I'll give you the last sort of shout. Hacks was brilliant on Saturday, and he will be brilliant on Tuesday wherever he plays. Whether he plays centre half or midfield, mm-hmm. um, he looked—he looked like a Rolls Royce type of defender on Saturday. He, did, yeah. he just screamed Cam <laughs> to me. To be honest, he just looked so yeah. cool and calm on the ball. Uh, yeah. I looked like he were he were born a central
2: defender. To be honest with you, yeah, he did, didn't he? Mad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's mad. Because it's not his best position. It, it reminds me more and more of Shemi and Jay. He really does. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Um, he has got so much quality as Hakim Madoff and he really has, but he's wasted at centre-back where, yeah. where he won man of the match on Saturday. Um, you know, he, he is, um, we need him playing further forward. You know, hopefully, hopefully, um, if uh, if we can get another centre-back Bit I mean, Daniel Ayala looked all right for the time of the 10 minutes yeah, that he came him. on uh, on Saturday and he, and he looked a little bit more mobile than Morrison, to be fair, which... With the greatest respect to Sean Morrison, that's not massively difficult, is it? <laughs> uh, he's, he's coming back from injury, and he's, he's obviously, you know, he's, he's he's senior in years in in relation to the other some of the other players. But um, yeah, so I mean, there's an argument there that, that to say that that might free Hakim Adolphin to get further forward, which is where we want him because he is a quality footballer. He is quality. Absolutely. He also, he also. When he plays
3: further forward, he also helps Hugo out. Because he, he, yeah, when, when he plays, he plays really, really high up, which then yes. helps Hugo because nobody else does that. Nobody else does it as well as Hacks. Um, yeah. But he was sensational as a centre-half. Prediction time. Yeah. Danny, how many rips are you going
5: to score? <laughs> 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 um, well, we'll the Magic 8 ball. For, this is my bit now, by the way, with the Magic 8 ball. And just for context, I won it at um, the arcades at Hollywood Bowl. Uh, I won the okay. jackpot on the Space Invaders machine, so it's like, hey, magic cable. So are sorry. we going to beat Ipswich? Yes. No. Oh, sorry, no. <laughs> I is is I that a term no from no. Ball. That's exactly me. sorry. Are Ipswich going to score more than two? Have I
2: slipped into a different dimension here? Have I, have <laughs> I had a little nap and woke up in a dream?
5: Yes, you have, mate. All right. right. What was it say? Focus on... Focus, focus on us again. All right, I'm still for you, Um I reckon Ipswich are going to win 2 1. 2 1. one 2, Danny. Okay, Joy. I
6: think it
3: would be 2 0 to Ipswich. Oh, 2 0 to Ipswich. I'd look at some of these comments.
2: Uh, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> we know it. we know what the final score is going to be and it should have been it's the it's the final score it should have been on Saturday and it's gonna be two one Rotherham Cool. I will
3: oh, I can't
2: oh look can't it's the winning. Comments. for God's sake will you please put the comments
3: <laughs> in a minute come hope <laughs> <laughs> there's no players watching this for John Morel's, <laughs> John
5: Morel's first one's tickled me though, to be fair. Yeah. Um I can't see us winning. Two one
3: trip switch
4: oh god I, just can't ben, see. Ben. I
3: don't know if I don't know it would be typical to win obviously but so the positive is that John Merrill thinks we'll win 1-1 at uh, draw 1-1 sorry which one one one, one yeah. would be a win um for for he does fancies to get something that's where the positive comments end um Yorza says 4-1 to Ipswich Scotch Kent says 5-1 and so does John S power says 6-0 to Ipswich Chris Tedder, I think has gone 2-1 to us Adrian Green 4-2 to Ipswich Phil says 1-3 but we're still gonna lose Reg says four 0 to four nil to the Millers. I think the like, like, Black Look at that. Uh, Harry says one 0 in the first two minutes. Then in the bus. Why is the Birmingham fan more positive about your lot? It's a good yeah. question, that John. Very good
2: yeah. question. I mean, he's
6: not, been <laughs> him, though, he? he's not been watching him, He's not been watching. you like what we have.
2: Um.
3: Yeah, it's it's difficult to be positive at the minute. It is quite difficult to be positive. I, 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 felt, I found myself thinking about it last night, thinking, are we being too negative about this? But we yeah. are
2: being too negative, Matt, because you oh, know as well as I do when when a team comes down to New York Stadium who, who who think they're they're you know superstar footballers and they start trying to play football, play the ball around, and you know players off the park, they come unstuck almost almost without exception. The only team that I can think of in recent memory that hasn't done is Leicester and they should have done. Mm. So, you know, if, if, if it's come down tomorrow night on Tuesday night, you know, thinking we're top at league or second at league or whatever, you know, we'll be fine. These will look, look where these are. We'll turn them over. We will turn them over. Mm. I hope I'm going to get. Can I just...
6: Uh, uh, something forward. I we sponsored the game on Saturday mm. Actually, first time we've not lost, so you yeah, know that's a, a positive. But Hack is a really, really genuinely nice young man. <laughs> what a start of the person that young fellow is! He was <laughs> lovely, really nice man.
3: Good, I'm glad to hear that. I love, I love, too, <laughs> so much love for Hacks, so much love for him. Um, right. After seeing the negative comments, I think we'll end it there.
5: Our Robin fans really fickle. He said, "Absolutely."
3: Oh, real. Thank you all for being with us. We shall be back on Thursday. We're scheduled to be back on Thursday. Uh, that should be the review of the Ipswich game, and we'll look ahead to the final game before the international break, which is uh, a loss away at Watford. <laughs> <laughs>
6: uh, okay. yeah, no, i'm going and i went to southampton so i'm
3: using that so as <laughs> yeah hopefully hopefully well I, i'll try and be positive i'll try um <laughs> thank you make sure you subscribe if you're on youtube make sure you subscribe and leave this video a, a thumbs up i'm not going to do a scout report for ipswich because i don't feel there's any point Was spoke to roscoe for, for a couple of weeks because that is still up i'll repost that so if you want to find out about Ipe Switch, I think most of it still applies. Um, so check that out and like the video as well. If you're on iTunes and Spotify, make sure you have subscribed to wherever you're listening or followed us and give us a five-star rating if you can do as well. And make sure you follow us on X and Facebook and Threads and Instagram or wherever we are on, we're on most of them. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. Mick, thank you very much for being with us and chatting rather than me again.
2: Uh, it's been a pleasure. I've been looking forward to it all day. I bet you have. I'm sure you have.
5: <laughs> uh, Danny, it's been good to
2: have you back, mate. Thanks for thanks for coming, mate.
5: Yeah, no always thanks for having me back on.
3: Enjoy. thank you very much for being back made up with us again. It's been always a pleasure. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for watching. And up the Mills. Up the, 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 the
4: Mills.
6: It's a Wild wild throw goal. Slossy
4: beyond Rodringham. And the Mills are in front of the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in
3: 42 yes. years, yes. Rotherham United win it Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box a Dolphin,
4: he can hit them and he does. Oh! No! no! the Dolphin! Oh, fantastic! Scored an absolute screamer for Rotherham United! Rotherham United have secured their championship status for next season.